The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas GCSA or the show sponsors. Trusted by the best in the golf industry, John Deere Golf continues to innovate with our legendary A-model fairway and rough mowers, GPS precision sprayers, and our new 2700 and 2750 triplex mowers, designed to meet the needs of superintendents. John Deere Golf products offer the very best in quality, innovation, integrity, and commitment. You're listening to Pullin' Weeds Off Course, another installment of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association official podcast with a focus on off-course industry folks and their relationships with superintendents and the Carolinas GCSA. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Tim Krieger. Hey, and welcome in to Pullin' Weeds off course with uh, Mr. Turner Revels in episode number whatever. Here in the beautiful city of Fuquay, Varina. Just south of Raleigh. Looking at an amazing soybean farm. It is crazy to me how much better the agriculture looks in North Carolina than in South Carolina. Have you noticed that driving around? I did. It's the rain. It has nothing to do with our right. people. You know that, right? Right. Okay. I mean, you gave me Man, a look like I did. our farmers suck. Well, let's don't just trash South Carolina. But I agree. When I when I drove in from Fayetteville to here, yeah, it was all farmland. It was pretty. It, well, and so over in Anderson, we've got a few row crops that are still going in areas, and the corn is just really it's weak. It's struggling, and the very top is greening up again, which tells me it's been a dry summer. Right. And we're just now starting to get some moisture back in. But as I went to field day a couple of weeks ago, I mean, it was phenomenal. Everything was green. How would you do in a three-legged race or the, the sock at the field day? <laughs> Not that type of field day? All right, Alan. So <laughs> this is a good segue into That's the turf when, world. <laughs> when I went to elementary school, field day was the day all the kids got to compete. And it was three-legged race, long jump, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, and the egg toss and all that. What event did you compete in? the show up and win a free lunch i'm just laughing because nowadays do you know they don't even give those ribbons anymore well i think everybody gets a ribbon now look here in my field day i had a lot of blue ribbons and there i had were a few. lot of kids who didn't it was important the field day was important the, the three-legged race was my jam man you had to get that rhythm with the other person and but what field day were you at it wasn't the kids uh, so most of the turf schools around the country do what they call field day for adults okay. where they actually will have structured classes, not classes, but um, demos of all the different test plots and explain the research that's going on. Ah. So it would, you can learn better practices. You can learn better. Some of them go for weed control, irrigation, erosion control, etc. whatever. So it's an education day right. for the turf researchers to show off what they're doing in the field and that was at NC State. To the State. consumers. That was at Lake Wheeler at their turf research facility with almost, I think they had 800-plus people at that thing. Wow. It's a big deal. You talked about a free lunch. What would you get? Um, well, mine was free because I left field day to go over to Lonnie Poole to meet with uh, Brian Green and Lee Butler and Guy Cipriano to play golf. That's and right. Brian bought lunch. Okay. So I had a very nice Caesar chicken salad from the Lonnie Poole Clubhouse. And when we were done... This Clemson guy yeah. had an old toughy. I don't know what that is. It's the North Carolina State beer. Where have you been on the Twitter I machine? I don't drink beer. 
It's been all over the Twitter machine. It's almost, it's only like two, three weeks old at this point. Okay. It's new, and huh. it's got the the NC State logo on the 12-pack and on the can, Old Tuffy, and it's the Wolfpack. Okay, maybe I did see that. John Jeffries did one. Yeah, because of, everybody was rushing out yes. to buy them. And yes, that's yeah, it. that's right. So, yes, this Clemson guy had not only an Old Tuffy, the last one of the first keg ever at Lonnie Pool. Wow. So, the last one of the keg. Well, there was one and a half left. The she bottom gave of the, the keg? Half away. It was great. Was it good? Still cold. Okay. Good. Yeah. Apparently, things have changed since we used to drink keg beer. <laughs> yeah. It's been a long time since I drank the bottom of a keg beer anyway. Well, you, we... So, that might go right along with something I heard this morning as my funniest retort yet. Because okay. I was going to say just flip the keg over <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, apparently, over the weekend... Um, and maybe I shouldn't even give hints as to where it is. At a facility in the Carolinas, a golf course superintendent within the last couple of weeks had received a text message from a member stating that they thought there was too much sand put out on the greens during a top dressing. And so the superintendent replied, you are correct. It was a misapplication. We put the sand out upside down. <laughs> And the uh, member never replied back. I said, man, now that is a okay. classic comment right there. That was there. a member to the super. Yeah, not of the super club. Super. No, no, oh, this okay. was a member at a club who, who said to the super, I think you put out too much sand, and he replied back, it was a misapplication. We put it in upside down. Well, the one time I did an interview for you guys, I did a questionnaire at the golf tournament at the conference and show, and I said, what's the stupidest thing a member's ever said to you? Yeah, we weren't allowed to air that. It was a great video, but, yeah, we could not. We've laughed a lot from it. Right. Well, we are here at Turner's, at Revels Turf and Tractor. You could say it's Turner's place. Now nah, I was going to edit that part out, but now it's going to stick. Well, I mean, we're actually in his dad's learning center if you want to get technical. This room, look at how many outlets are in this wall per square foot. I think we've got like 25 sockets. <laughs> we could plug up whatever you want to plug up in here. It makes you wonder if the church hair drying league used to do their Sunday meetings in here. <laughs> Something went on in here, but... And they're not new plugs. I mean, they look like they came with the building. Oh, yeah. No, they're not. But uh, but I will say that the Learning Center here seats are way more comfortable than at Bryan Park. I don't know where Bryan Park is. I know where Reynolds Park is. Oh, Reynolds Creek. Boom. <laughs> Reynolds Creek. <laughs> yeah, this is much better than that bench. <laughs> no splinter comments. Do you think we'll ever do another podcast on those benches? I hope we do one a year just for old time's sakes. Yeah. Like, that needs to be our story. Studio. The uh, worst part's the air conditioning because it does. But then I enjoy the mechanic who always sits there and watches and hangs out. Okay, first of all, that's not air conditioning. That's a 28-foot fan in the wall. Okay. There is no air conditioning in there. I gotcha. Maybe in Ryan's office there is. Gotcha, gotcha. No, so Fuquay here today um, to talk about the importance of the partnerships that the Carolinas has with their vendors, if you will. And one of the best examples that we've got around is um, how we deal with John Deere and, and the distributors here in the Carolinas. And we are very lucky to have someone like Turner Revels, who's not only known throughout the Carolinas, but also kind of throughout the Gulf world because of the brand um, that Revels now represents through uh, John Deere in so many different areas. Well, let's quit wasting everybody's time. Let's go to it. Thank you. Appreciate y'all listening. Customer support is job one at Revels Turf and Tractor. 
from our knowledgeable parts team to our John Deere factory trained technicians. Our goal is to provide best-in-class customer support to your staff daily. Check out our new website, revelstractor.com. From there, you can order parts 24-7, request service work through our customer portal, or find our full used equipment inventory all from your computer, tablet, or phone. John Deere has always been a leader in the agricultural industry with technology and innovation. With the introduction of our new GPS sprayer, John Deere is bringing the same technology over to the golf industry, saving money by cutting down on overspraying and using GPS technology to map the course. Technology is changing fast, and John Deere Golf is ready to take you to the next level. Contact our John Deere Territory Manager today for a demo of the new GPS sprayer. All right, off course. Here we go. Big episode today. Here with Alan. Hello. <laughs> and with our special guest, none other than Mr. Turner Rebels. Thank you very much. Glad to have y'all here. Thank you for having us. Yes, sir. Special place here, Fuquay Varina. If you've never been, stop by sometime. It's an amazing facility they've got on both sides of the highway here. Um, but anyways, I just want to start with a uh, a special thank you from the Carolinas to. I would say the Rebels family. Um, it predates any time that I've ever spent here with the Carolinas. And um, it's been quite an honor and a privilege to not only build a partnership, uh, I feel like, with Rebels Turf and Tractor in the Carolinas, but to be a part of something that's, that's touched so many lives. So, um, Turner, with that, thank you for your time today, and we appreciate all you do for the Carolinas. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I've when I got into, started calling on golf courses back in 82, one of the one of the things I realized early on was the importance of the customer relationships and also the importance of relationships inside the industry. It, it was very evident to me that superintendents relied on superintendents and relied on vendors and educators to get their job done and, and to perform their business, their job, and, and do it right and do it better. So, uh, you know, early on, I saw the that we should be involved in, in the association and that we should uh, do our part, make sure we did our part if we wanted to be a part of the industry. Well, so we you guys it. have always been there, and we appreciate it. And I think one of the amazing things is when you get to work with somebody like yourself, from the folks on the outside looking in, it's one thing to see a brand on a sheet of paper or representation. I think what people need to understand, though, is that it's not out of necessity. There's a true philanthropic bone going here with uh, with Mr. Rebels. And I tell people all the time, you know, the money that they spend with the associations could go into a lot more personal things. Mm -hmm. So um, we appreciate that. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an investment in the industry and in in our culture and um, that's who we are and that's what i've always wanted to do so you mentioned 82 you mm -hmm. started calling on golf courses sure so for those folks out there who have heard the name revels turf and tractor why don't you just give everybody a brief history of of the revels name and the mm -hmm. brand synonymous with john deere and how that all started sure so my father started this business in 1961 he was a timber man, meaning that he would go out and cut timber for lot for sawmills. So he was a timber man and a farmer. We raised tobacco and corn and some other things, mainly tobacco. 
So he would, uh, you know, he was cutting timber in the mornings and farming in the afternoons, you know. And so that's the way we grew up. We grew up in a farming operation. But in 1961, he partnered with a, a gentleman that he met in the chainsaw business, and they started a, they started a business. And at the time, it was chainsaw and lawnmower sales and repair. That's the way it started in 1961. Quickly grew into farm equipment. Within a couple of years, we were doing farm equipment. And uh, then in 1969, we became a John Deere dealer. And we moved to this location in uh, in November, December of 1969. Remember it well. I was very involved in uh, in in making that move and uh, moving the everything, setting it up. <clears throat> and then I was off to college for four years at uh, Elon, and played baseball there. Enjoyed four years, but uh, you know the day I graduated or my last classes at Elon, I was here the next day working. In this in this store, and yeah, didn't didn't take any time off. Of course, you grow up in a in a culture of uh, where work is it's important. You yeah. know? So that European backpacking trip after you did graduated not, from did college not happen. Didn't I, didn't to, I didn't even go to Myrtle Beach or <laughs> California or nowhere. I just I came here, you know, and started working the very next day, which was fine. You know, I, uh, I mean, it, it's what I what. It, it was just our culture. It's the way we grew up. And right. uh, and, and my father and, and his family, they just, you know, they work for a living, you know. Sure. So um, uh, started, and so I, I came in 74 working here, and we had been a John Deere dealer for basically four years at that time. And uh, John Deere was had started their own, uh, uh, what they called then, uh, C&CE Consumer and Commercial Equipment Division in 64, so they were about 10 years into that, and we were a large lawnmower dealer back then, mainly snapper lawnmowers, and then selling some John Deere. So <clears throat> we quickly, and because of the tobacco in this region, being this was the top tobacco growing region in the country, um, you know, we sold a lot of small tractors. And so we, we were very successful early on with John Deere and you know, got a, uh, a reputation of being an aggressive dealer and selling a lot of equipment. So, um, you know, early on in my, my career here, uh, also I got a lot of uh, a lot of training and a lot of opportunity inside John Deere. They were very anxious and uh, willing to help educate me in the business, and, and they did a great job. And uh, uh, so, you know, we uh, I attended a lot of John Deere functions and meetings and was involved early on in a lot of uh, John Deere's planning for their turf business. And as it evolved, um, you know, and when the ag recession of the late 70s, early 80s hit, I saw the need for us to diversify. So started looking at commercial turf, but then got interested in the golf business and uh, picked up some lines uh, other than John Deere that were golf or turf related and uh, started going out uh, promoting that to golf courses in the area and started doing that in 82 and then when John Deere started in 86, uh, we were the choice for this region, this area, yeah. uh, for, for John Deere for golf. And so there was, I think, 43 John Deere golf dealers originally. And so we were one of 43 uh, and have been in it ever since and uh, gone went through the, the tough years. You know, anytime you do a startup, 
of anything, it's not easy. Even with a company like John Deere, it's still not easy. Yeah. <clears throat> so those first few years were tough. But, you know, it it, it gave us a, uh, a good foundation to build on because you know, we had to go out and earn the business. Sure. You know, yeah. nobody gave us anything. You know, and, and with the golf industry being a, <clears throat> a relationship and trust-based industry, I mean, you got to trust who you deal with because they got to have you back when you need them. Yep. And we understand that. So, um, you know, we learned that. And, and it was a great education for us, uh, for me especially. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> the one thing about the golf industry that always impressed me was – uh, how everyone was willing to help each other and and how important it was that that you were willing to help and you were willing to make sure that you didn't disadvantage your customers by not yeah. doing your part you know you had to you had to be willing to make that commitment that and that's a tough commitment it <clears throat> it doesn't people don't always understand the value of that in business whether whether it's selling chemicals or fertilizer or equipment or flags and poles, it you know it it, it doesn't really matter. You know what you're selling and what your uh, relationship. Well, I mean what you're doing in the industry. It what does matter is that uh, you do your part and and that you uh, you back up your customers and and make sure that they have your support when they need it. And that's what we've always tried to do and. And, and you know, I've been in the ag industry. I've been in the commercial turf business and the governmental business. And uh, the golf industry is uh, by far the most relationship uh, required business that I've been involved in. Uh, and 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 where everybody depends on each other. Uh, I mean, they, it's you've got to. To trust who you're dealing with. Well, and I think it's not just folks like yourself in terms of a sales force and the products and the services that you need, but your neighbors. Yes. And in terms of what you're talking about, this is my third industry working, and I've never seen a professional industry where there are no hidden secrets. If you've right. got something figured out across the street, you share it. and your yeah. partner across the road is struggling, uh, you don't even pick up the phone. You actually go over there and help them with mm -hmm. it which is just mind-boggling because yeah. in every other, I mean, we're in a capitalistic country. Everybody's mm -hmm. out to win. And when you get these guys in this profession together, I mean, it, 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 I don't know. I get goosebumps thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, right. You know, the, the fact that they're willing to share secrets yeah. um, or, or trade practices, if you will. Uh, so, um, okay, so you mentioned John Deere corporate and helping with some of their development of the golf program as it moved through mm -hmm. especially in the early 80s when did they develop a headquarters and move it here to the carolinas yeah so uh soon uh in the early 90s they um they established uh a separate division called at that time consumer and commercial equipment which yeah. golf was a part of and then so they bought it they bought their headquarters for the administrative and sales side of it to Raleigh, <clears throat> excuse me, to Raleigh. And that was somewhere around 92, 93. Okay. <clears throat> and then in uh, some around 96, 97, they uh, established a manufacturing facility here in Fuquay. 
And so during the time of, they, they were trying to decide where they were going to put the manufacturing facility. And even though they had their headquarters in Raleigh, they were looking at which, you know, where would they could get the best labor pool, where could they yeah. easiest to transport equipment. Because this is the only uh, golf manufacturing facility in the John Deere golf, in the world, John Deere golf world. So uh, even though they manufacture some products in other places, it's all done through John Deere Turf Care here in Fuquay. So if a guy in England, Japan, India is riding around on a John Deere, it's been through here. It's been through here, or it's been managed by the people here at the John Deere Turf Care facility. Yes. That's amazing. That did you know that, Alan? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, yeah. Man. So all the John Deere Turf all the fairway moors, triplexes, are uh, uh, all manufactured here at the Fuquay plant wow. worldwide. How many employees are over there? <clears throat> it, you know, it's going to vary according to the bill schedule, but uh, last I heard, it's about 450. So that's 450 families, right, in this county mm-hmm. well, that, that are employed. Yeah, that's at Turf Care, and then in, in you know, so when they in uh, 2000 they built their facility over on Evans road in uh, Cary uh, and that facility that's their eastern headquarters for John Deere now oh. but at the time it was the world headquarters for consumer and commercial equipment yeah. hmm. uh, and when they opened it and uh, they they have about 400 employees over there wow so, so you've got almost a thousand families employed yeah, by John Deere yeah, right here in this area and yeah exactly so I think my point to that is <clears throat> thank you um, mm. For what you're doing for the community, let's mm. get outside of golf. Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about life. Let's mm. talk about job creation mm. and some of the major things that are going on in this world mm. right now. And so we stayed in Holly Springs last night. <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's anything depressed about this community right here at all. <laughs> no, for an ag, especially community. Holly Springs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, holy cow! It's like the Raleigh overflow apparently. Yeah. But I would just say, as a guy who represents North and South Carolina, thank you because. Mm what John Deere's doing, those aren't golfers. Most yeah. of them, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. They, their families probably don't even play the game, mm-hmm. but they're improving our game and they're providing products and services, and you guys are giving them an employment opportunity, which is phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just think that's amazing right here to have a 1,000-plus families surviving and thriving mm-hmm. because of a brand right here in, yeah. locally in the Carolinas. So I think that's part of my family history, and thanks is so if you had to guess – since your father started this business, mm-hmm. how many families has your company benefited by employment in this area? As far as Rebels Turf and Tractor? Well, yeah. Even the ag side across the, yeah. the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking tens of thousands, I would assume. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I mean, we, we were up to, um, before we did the merger, we were up to 100 employees yeah. here wow. before the merger. And now uh, Quality, which we are part of, which I helped found, uh, found Quality you know, back in uh, 2007, Quality now has, uh, they've got over 400 employees Man. in Quality Equipment. Because there's how many different distributors? 27 26, stores. I was going to say 26. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 27 locations. So as you're driving around the Carolinas and you see a John Deere distributorship that's got the name Quality, quality on, it. on it. Right. That's coming out of the right across the street from yeah, where we right. are today. Yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, across the road is the home office for quality equipment. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for all of our listeners, that's one of the reasons I wanted to be here today is I wanted to tell people the story about Rebels and what they've done. 
aside from just within the golf business and for the Carolinas, um, I had the opportunity to attend and actually sit with Turner's family at the 50th anniversary dinner mm-hmm. of Revel's Turf and Tractor. Um, and I learned so much that night and was just floored because it's not the community that we are in daily. I mean, this is, this is, these are the people right. that are born and raised in this community that they have helped and thrive. And so that's what I wanted everybody out there to know is that as much as you can rely on Revels for your turf care support and why we know mm-hmm. Mr. Turner, um, people need to understand what they have done for the North Carolina community right here just south of Raleigh. I'd like to share my ignorance if I could mm-hmm. for a second. Please. We need a little comedy relief here, Al. <laughs> uh, last year or two when I started helping Tim mm-hmm. doing some social media at their show, mm-hmm. and I, my, I, was, I was tasked with tagging all the partners. And I knew John Deere was a big one. This is mm-hmm. Now I'm on the golf side. I'm on the player side yep. of uh, running golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I said, why, why does this tractor – why does Revels keep getting the same publicity that John Deere? John Deere's the guy. And then I, I've come to learn that you're the guy. I mean, there, there wouldn't be John Deere here without you. Yeah, yeah, so, well, that's exactly right. Well, and, I, I appreciate that. And it, but, but John Deere is a great company, and they support us uh, with a tremendous amount of support and loyalty to us. And, uh, and, and you know, everything we do with the Carolinas, pretty much they right there with us supporting us as we do it. Uh, both financially and and with people, so you know it's uh, it's a team effort from that standpoint. Uh, but but really inside the John Deere world, um, John Deere corporate, they they their success and they'll tell you right now their success is due to their dealer, their dealers. Right. Right. Yeah. And and strong dealers uh, that service, support, and provide other and and the communities that they're in. Their community involvement is what makes John Deere the name it is yeah. and, and the company it is. So well, I learned this in fundraising, um, maybe the hard way in a, in a rougher lesson, but people give to people. That's yeah. right. That's and right. so I think that, you know, when you say you literally were calling on golf courses in the 80s before mm-hmm. the John Deere brand even came in, mm-hmm. I would venture to say that there's still some relationships with some of those customers today so that sure. were formed at that point in time, mm-hmm. which is absolutely phenomenal. But, um, so as we talk about people, well, let's talk about you guys a little bit and maybe some upcoming challenges with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Revels, we're in the South. Mm-hmm. They've just had a really unique opportunity, Alan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but earlier when I introduced you to Larry, yep. and we mentioned Lake Erie. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's not really right around the corner from Fuquay. <laughs> no, that's what I was kind of wondering when you said that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think the comfortable revels as you can hear turner who ends his name with an a and i end it with an er turner um <laughs> is moving north and i'm just curious how this is going to work out maybe you can tell everybody what, we're, what i'm talking about here yeah we um we had the opportunity uh, a few months ago to uh, to take over buy uh, you know make a purchase of a john deere golf aor so first i think you got to understand that john deere golf is one of the few uh, uh, equipment lines inside John Deere Company that there's actually exclusive areas of responsibility, AOR. Uh, That means that for our area of responsibility, we are the only John Deere dealer that can sell John Deere golf equipment in that AOR, that area of responsibility. Well, the whole country, all of North America, 
is broken up into AORs for John Deere golf. So, you know, we, you know, our AOR has been pretty consistent for the last 20 years. Uh, you know, the, mainly the Carolinas and, and part of Virginia and, and a little part of West Virginia, which includes Greenbrier and Beckley. Just, just so, Greenbrier, yeah, yeah, yeah just, just, just Greenbrier, that little property right, over exactly. there. So, so um, you know, that's pretty much remained consistent until, yeah, and, until um, uh, this year. Uh, uh, we had the opportunity. There was one of the the John Deere golf dealer up in uh, uh, northern Ohio, western Pennsylvania, and northern West Virginia uh, was was selling out. He was getting out of. Uh, he was selling his business to another John Deere dealer roll up, <clears throat> big conglomerate company. And so uh, John Deere asked, "Would I be interested in?" taking that AOR for golf. Because they're so happy with what you do here, Well, we, we, we've been very successful, very blessed. Yeah. We really have. And and, uh, and our success, yes, breeded that. You know, it brought that on where, where we would get that opportunity. So uh, um, we said yes. And my son Anthony and Larry and I uh, started working on, okay, how do we do this? Um, you know, and, and you know, what kind of value is it to us? And, and how do we make it work? And so we worked for a couple of months putting all that together and working with the company that we were actually buying the AOR from yeah. and, uh, and made a deal with them and uh, closed on it June 6th. Okay. So since June the 6th, we've been uh, the John Deere golf dealer in northern, northeastern Ohio, western Pennsylvania, northern West Virginia. Wow. Yep. And Plus so, everything else beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, so the, as Tim was uh, relating to, we go from – from Lake Erie to Edisto Beach, you know that's amazing. <laughs> it's uh, it, 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 it's yeah. That's a heck of a territory. Yeah, it's it's probably what nine hundred miles across there or something, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like that. So it it's uh, it's quite a trek, but um, uh, it's you know we we're very happy to be uh, to to have this area and and we're getting started and filling our way into it and. I've been up there. Larry's been up there. Court's been up there, and we we met some really good people. We've got got some good employees that that know the golf business, and uh, and you know, so I've been uh, very pleased with uh, with the reception that they have given us, the golf course superintendents good. up there. Uh, the nice thing about the golf industry is a lot of those golf course superintendents know about us because of their relationship with golf course superintendents here in the Carolinas. Right. Nice. Yeah. See, and that's that's what this industry is all about. You know, if you was in ag business and you go up there, they know nothing about you. Sure, right. The customers, they want to know who you were. They've why, never heard of quality. Were you up there? Right, exactly. but they've heard of rebels. Exactly. But I go up there in the golf business and said, "Yeah, we've heard about you," and and the um, the customer acceptance that I have seen so far was um, what was pretty immediate simply because they knew of us either by going to a John Deere event somewhere or by talking to superintendents in the Carolinas. So your reputation has preceded you. That is yeah. yeah, it is. And, and, uh, but again, that's the way this industry is. But and, and as soon as you get your first phone call, just by doing business the way you do business, mm-hmm. it reassures everything they've ever heard, right. which then just falls right in line. And yeah, well, there you it's, go. Yeah, it's um, the 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 history in that area has been that the golf dealers have been 
dealers that are mainly ag-focused dealers, and they really didn't know the golf business. But when we took over, when they started calling for our parts department or service department, so they, wait, they, they knew right off. There's, there's a difference between a harvester and a triplex? <laughs> I thought it was just a zero at the end. You mean they do different things? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, you know what the big difference really is, though? Is, is our people knowing the terminology sure. and knowing what the customer needs. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the big The difference. jargon. So when they yeah, pick up the phone exactly. and they call and they say, hey, yeah. Bob, I need this, yeah. you got it right there. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not that the equipment is – it is different, but it's not that the equipment is so different. It's that the business is so different. Sure. Yeah. Yep. And and that relationship again. And So is that why you guys have this big interstate between the two so we don't get confused over here? <laughs> like golf stays on this side. you got to cross four lanes of divided highway to get yeah. to the ag over there. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's part of it. But, I mean, they just needed room. They're growing so fast. And, and with everything that's going on with that, they needed more room. And, um, and it just wouldn't – I mean, we were trying to operate both businesses out of this building. And it, it was – we it, it got too crowded. As you see, we're using – the majority of this building even now. Well, yeah, so yeah. for you to know now, this, yeah. this other end, the, the, the Charles Revels uh, uh, wing, if you mm -hmm. will, the memorial mm -hmm. end, they do education, mm -hmm. learning center. Oh, yeah. So now you can continue on. So groups are coming in here all the time, yeah. like you talked about, continuing your education and right. relationships and things of that nature. So now they're offering this back to the community. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. And, and we do a lot of training, especially in the wintertime, and have meetings. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're... Uh, always trying to do our part, put back into local community, but also the golf industry and the sports turf industry. Too. I have to mention that because we, we do a lot with that as well. So we have um, a stacked family of DSA winners too, if I'm not mistaken, two of them here, back-to-back, -back, your father and you. Is that right? With what? the Distinguished Service Award winner for the Carolinas? Well, did your father went it before no, you? No, he never did? No, he's you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my dad never really got um, – you know, he supported everything I did in the golf business, but he he didn't he didn't get involved in the really in, in the golf so business. So that was that your much. brand to yeah. run with. Yeah. Wow. So is this kind of the same maybe here we are, what is this gonna be, what, thirty, forty years later, and I see a, a tall guy with a similar haircut walking around the building <laughs> A similar haircut to yours. Yes, <laughs> to mine. Yes, Not mine. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, that's my only tie to Anthony today. Yeah. Um are some of the same thoughts going through here the yeah. transition time from yeah. father to son yeah well you know that that certainly will be his his decision to make going down the road you know but uh, so far i mean he's he's our our chief operating officer okay yeah so basically he he's anthony's running operations uh, you know larry's the chief sales officer and uh so yes he uh, you know he's very involved and and uh doing a great job our parts and service department i think uh that has been his baby that he's helped develop and evolve over the last four or five years and uh it's been phenomenal yeah it has been phenomenal really we hear a lot of positive feedback out of it yeah yeah the work he's done with our parts and service departments uh his understanding of that business and and his understanding of productivities and efficiencies and how to do it and the right way, uh, he has uh, really driven us as a company to a higher level of performance that uh, it, that is showing. You know, and our customers are seeing it. 
John Deere's seeing it. Uh, in fact, John Deere's uh, as a company has been very interested in uh, how that has evolved and and what we're doing and how we're doing it because it uh, it's really showing uh, a way of accomplishing some things in golf that uh, on the service side that we didn't think was possible. Sure. Uh, well, and it's a succession plan that could be modeled in other areas as yeah, well, right. not just within family. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, I can only imagine some days it's easier and some days it's got to be harder with family, right? I mean, you've been through it your whole <laughs> life. Oh, so. yeah. yeah I've, <laughs> I, I've lived with it forever. And, um, you know, it's, it, you know, there, there are good things about it. There's positive things. Uh, the trust and the dependence on people yeah. it is is there. Uh, but then there's also, you know, family. Family's family. You know, you're going to have issues right. and, you know, some people don't see. So when it's a good day, it's dad. When it's a bad day, it's Turner. I mean, does, <laughs> yeah. does he ever call you that? How's yeah, that work? What no, does he call you? He, no, he, call, he calls me dad. And, and uh, But he's, uh, you know, he he's good. I we don't have a lot of disagreements, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd never disagree with either one of y'all, to be honest. You ain't met Anthony, but I was going to suggest we do a big Al Anthony, like, three-minute WWE thing at the show just for everybody's entertainment. You in the suit. Okay. Because Anthony, I mean, he's – Oh, yeah. Dang. Right. He, he's, into, he's into working out. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, – yeah. And he does, he does it, and he enjoys it, and – uh, he, he's it shows he's healthy. Man. I'll yeah. tell you, he gets yeah. it. I mean, yeah. it, it, he's he's the fitness um, aficionado, if you oh, will. Yeah. But it's not just pumping iron. I mean, no. he's got from the 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 intake side. I right. mean, his his nutrition plan matches it. Oh, yeah, everything right. Press. Yeah, and he he's into that into Orange Theory and all this stuff. So I like yeah. orange juice. Yeah, orange juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably he may drink a little bit. I don't know if he does or not. I don't know. I bet he would have water. Yeah, he does drink a lot of water. With some vitamins. Yes, with a lot of vitamins. You and got some more that. water. Well, I did grab a Mountain Dew this morning just because it was green and we were coming here. So. Well, I, that's, I, I have my green shirt on. Yeah. but um, I want to ask you, do you know where John Deere sits on the, the list of iconic logos? It's got to be Coca-Cola, Play, Nike, Playboy, then John Deere's got to be right there. I don't yeah. think you can rank them. I think they're all up there together. Yeah, yeah. John Deere, um, you know, if, if you look at Forbes or Fortune's 500 or something. Um, the rankings I've seen is John Deere certainly in the top ten. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, some some list they'll be like five or six. Right. You know. Right. Um, so it, yes, I mean their 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 logo right is is recognized around the world. Yeah. Do you yeah. collect the antiques? No. Personally, no. None of the three legged horse logoed stuff or any of those. Yeah, I I. I don't know. I got a, yeah, I got a little stuff, but I don't I, I'm not a big collector. I think it was what pre twenty seven, I could have the year wrong where they changed the horse or the, the, the horse, deer. the Leap deer. deer. Oh, they changed three legs. Yeah. Huh. They, they, they so changed if you ever many find times. one with three yeah. legs, you know that's the super old real yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. Way too much American Pickers yeah. knowledge coming out here. Yeah, well John Deere was founded in eight in eighteen forty seven. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Yeah, they've they've been around a long time. And uh they they're very proud of that uh, that leaping deer logo. Yeah, because now yeah. it's down to two. Yep, that's right. So but the third the third leg, would you just see the one yeah. at the back? It's mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Yeah, you yeah. See on some. Yeah, of so they've had some with four, some with three, and now sort of got to two. But that's not. You don't have like a museum hanging around here with no, all that I kind don't. of stuff or any of I that. I don't. There's 
there's people that do, but oh, that's, yeah. um, around but here but in the area that I, I don't know of anybody around here uh, that's that's got it. Uh, I got a buddy in Sanford who collects tractors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and I couldn't roll them off. But that one yeah. that I sent you. Mm-hmm. I think it was a 60s model where yeah. I was bush hogging out in Kansas yeah. on it was one of his. So so there's a picture when I was a kid. I, I must have been, I'm guessing, 1980, 1981. Mm-hmm. I was on a John Deere pedal tractor. Oh, yeah. And it had the little bucket behind it. Mm-hmm. So fast forward 30 years, and my son, my my, mother, my wife's aunt had one at the lake house, mm-hmm. and I got a picture of my son on one. So yep. Do you give those? Do you automatically give those out? Do you st- you got to stack them when you have a granddaughter? <laughs> yeah, well, we, um, I mean, uh, my granddaughters have the one that Anthony had. Right. Wow. Right. Um, you know, I had one when I was three, four years old. Yeah. It got uh, it got destroyed by a pickup or something. Yeah. But uh, but Anthony's doing. He had, which my granddaughters have is still. Um, he he still has that one. That's cool. Oh yeah, and of course we sell um, across the road. We. We sell tons of them, you know. They, uh, they have to have had changed by the time I wrote. They were heavy metal. Like oh, those yeah. cars were heavy metal. Yeah, yeah. cast aluminum. Right. They are. Okay. Cast aluminum. Don't rust. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, now they've, they've evolved to more of high, high. Of course, you can still get a cast aluminum, but they're high tensile plastic. Right, and, uh, right. High strength plastic and things like that. And, of course, the little gator utility vehicles. Have have taken over is probably the hot item now for kids. Yeah, I think my like son, real ones that they can ride around on. Electric ones, right? Oh, yeah. electric I even, ones. They even got those in Walmart now. Oh, exactly, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. to say this, my son had one, and uh-huh. this is when he was younger. Was really into Batman, and my father-in-law painted it black and made it a Batmobile. <laughs> oh, did he really? He did. The Gator? He, he did. The it was Gator. The, yeah. the little one for the kids. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Tim told me at dinner last night you had some help in developing the Gator. Well, I yeah, and. Um, I had to actually, uh, I was on the the advisory committee that actually came up with the name Gator. How did you come up with that name? We were, there was a group of us uh, that were in Horicon, Wisconsin, and uh, uh, John Deere's first vehicle was uh, called an AMT. Okay. And there were some AMTs actually sold in golf early oh. on. I actually sold some on golf courses around, but it was a three-wheel vehicle. Uh, you know, front wheel and then two right. back wheels with a bed on it, and you know it, it had a lot of limitations um, getting around a golf course. Yeah. So um, you know, so John Deere wanted to come out with a four wheel vehicle that was stable that people use for a people mover, have right. seats on. It. So I was on the 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 group because of my work in both the commercial side of the business as well as homeowner as well as golf. So I was uh, part of that group, and we went up to Horicon, Wisconsin, and spent a couple of days, uh, rode on a couple of prototypes, and give our input as far as you know what was good and what was bad. But then the big thing was trying to come up with a name because at the time Kawasaki Mule was the hot vehicle. Okay. okay, and so you know everybody thought you know we need a name for it. Right, you know, we don't need just need to cut, put a number on it. We need a name for it. Yep. And so we um, we all got together and started talking about well what you know what's important about it and uh, started talking about because of turf flotation was important you know oh, yeah 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 and 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 because of wet, the wet nature that you have to deal with you know getting around in in wet ground and and water if you need to and stuff like that and so we just kept working on it and you know. Uh, stumbled across well how about a gator 
alligator, he can go anywhere. You know, he can go on the ground, he can go in the water, he can go in mud, you know. and So much better you guys taking that than Crocs. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, if we'd be driving around on Crocs. On Crocs, <laughs> yeah. What, Sorry. Y- what year was that? 96, 97? No, no, no. Uh, it was, um, it was, well, it it was probably, yeah, it was probably in the mid-90s. Yeah, 90, maybe 94. I worked at Florence Country Club starting in 95. Uh-huh. And they had a bunch of old equipment uh-huh. and then all of a sudden everything John Deere came in that's uh-huh. the first time I saw a gator right and I thought that was the coolest thing <laughs> yeah. I was telling me last night about yeah. riding I thing. took it for a spin I oh, thought yeah. this thing is awesome yeah yeah I remember that uh-huh. yeah so yeah so that was that was probably like the first or second year to gators okay yeah it was exactly the first time I've right. ever seen one yeah, as far as the gators being sold because right. you know the John Deere process on any product developing oh yeah it yeah, takes yeah. about three three years right. sometimes to get something from implementing yeah, from first thought to the end right. you know to to the actual delivery so he sold it to him too by the way the one you were oh yeah in for sure yeah, that's interesting yeah florence yeah. country club yep yeah scott yeah. servants was there yeah time. exactly i remember scott yeah yeah sure do it's a question we ask everybody mm-hmm. what was the first car you drove first car i drove it was <laughs> a ford galaxy 500 <laughs> Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> we haven't had that yet. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, so I was turned 16, and uh, you know how that is. I was, you know, we work on a farm. You know, I, you know, I worked in the tobacco field my whole life until yeah. I was 21. And so my dad said, all right, I'll get you a car. And he actually got me the car before I turned 16. But <laughs> it, it was one that the mailman had drove. <laughs> For three or four years, you know. The side had yeah, all uh, the scratches. Uh, well, it, it, so so he bought it, bought it for me. It, the car was in good shape, so yeah, I had to, I had it painted and had mags put on it, mag wheels put on it, cherry red of some sort. <laughs> uh, it painted burgundy. I don't know why. I, I burgundy. Know. It was a deep a burgundy color and put mags on it and all that, you know. But it's a Galaxy Five Hundred. That's I can awesome. just see you coming from oh, three miles away with that dust trail. I've been coming all the way off yeah, of that, that car. But it had that big 390 engine in oh it, see. So that, that was what was good. So you never got stuck. Uh, no. What a no. horse of a vehicle. Uh, yeah, wow. It was. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I only had to drive it about a – didn't even drive it two years. My dad got me another one. So uh, he, I think he felt sorry for me. Riding that big old galaxy around. That might make up for not having a day off between college and full-time employment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When John, when John Deere was involved in NASCAR, do you have any part of that? Sure. Uh, yeah. We, Chad Smith? Chad, um, uh, no, Chad, uh, oh, what was Chad's Smalls. last name? Uh-uh. It was Chad, oh, gracious. I know what I can't remember. His son's right Right now. this second, Yeah. But, yeah, we actually had Chad here at store. Uh, right. I mean, uh-huh. he, he's got to be in the area. So. Oh, yeah. Well, but we actually had him here and had an event here and had a 1,000 people come in here. Really? Did you really? Oh, had yes. Had the car here then, obviously, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Had the car here, and he was here and signing autographs. Chad Little. Little. Chad Little. Yeah. And and uh, that's when, you know, it was just getting started. It was like the first year. Right. And uh, we actually got him to come here, and we had uh, had a big event and just opened it up and uh, – Pub, you know, publicized it. Right. And, uh, yeah, we had over a thousand people here. <laughs> That's it, amazing. It was that crazy. Cool. It was. It's probably the biggest crowd we've ever had in this building. Are you a NASCAR fan? Well, I'm a NASCAR fan, but I'm not. I'm not like going. You know, I've been to some races, but not a ton of them. So you're not going to tell me who's number six in the points lead right now? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'm I don't. Taking... I don't. I don't keep up with it quite that. 
that heavy. Both. I've yeah. got Krieger and family going with me to Darlington this oh, week. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Darlington's a great track. Yeah. yeah. Boys have never been, so yeah. I think it's just that, that, put it on the list good, of accomplishments. That's a good track to go to, yeah. you know, Darlington. Darlington and Rockingham both were yeah. were good tracks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been to more concerts at Rockingham than I have races. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Unfortunately, they don't race there now. But yeah. Are they don't? Yeah. Not at Rockingham. Not, not since Corn, Metallica, and Kid Rock came through a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything uh, we missed you want to talk about? New products. Yeah, ro- all the robotic stuff, any of that kind uh, of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I, it's there's coming. there's a lot. Of, no, it's it's more than coming. Okay. We uh, our autonomous fairway mower. Um, we actually are running one on a golf course in our territory right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it going well? Going very well. A single unit for that property? Well, right it's at sing- this time. At this time, single unit. They're just they're running it for John Deere. You know, it's right. uh, but uh, we actually, uh, from what I've been told by ourselves, our uh, leader in John Deere Golf, we'll actually be able to uh, sell a unit uh, next year sometime. Okay, wow! Actually, retail it to a customer if we got somebody interested in doing it. GPS, GPS, satellite, satellite. So no autonomous. cell involved at all. No autonomous. So here's means, my question: means, What's semi-autonomous versus autonomous? Autonomous means that you uh, you map the area that you want to work in, and it operates without a person in the seat. So okay, it, do you have to have a human start it, turn it on, and then get off of it? You will not have to if you don't want to. So I was listening to a podcast on mm-hmm. this in the Tesla. Mm-hmm. how they're misleading folks because they're using the word autonomous mm-hmm. for their cars, but they're not. They're semi-autonomous. Right. And there's a big difference there mm-hmm. because a human has to be involved at some point, so it's not completely autonomous. Yeah. Right. That's why I asked that question about those mowers, yeah. for instance. So after you've got it mapped out, I mean, that guy can just <laughs> well theoretically it, hit a button and it'll go? So what they are requiring right now is that there is someone on site to observe and to and because it has radar so if something is in front of the machine it's going to stop and you you would have to reset it somehow right to get it going back again that type of thing so uh but send the first assistant out running in front of it to test it yet <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, yeah we I, haven't I'm sure, lost I'm, any dogs it, of turf exactly yet. <laughs> I ain't sure they've run over anybody yet. Okay, you know, right, uh, but that was um, a bad question. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know it's um you know it's truly autonomous. Yeah, it's truly autonomous. So we'll see. Um, the unit has run in Europe for three or four years. Wow. So are they uh, driving it? Let's say to the first hole and then getting it on its path and then they wa- watch and observe. Yeah, you know I have not been out and watched it yet myself. Uh, from what I understand, they. Because it is in a pilot program, they're having somebody observe it, whether they're having somebody drive it. It does have a seat and a steering wheel on it. Sure. But you don't have to have anyone in the seat to to mow. I'd just be curious, because I know you and I have talked about it before, Mm -hmm. and I reference what I see with row crop a lot of times while we're hunting out in Kansas and things and the advances Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how I saw a a farmer, I think it was like eight years ago, Mm -hmm. in a cab, in a combine smoking mm-hmm. a cigarette reading a paper with hands off sure and it was because of the gps driven technology a- in that a- combine. absolutely and i'm assuming it's just the same 
same, concept you hear once you've run your out. Yeah, yeah. It's basically the same technology once you get it mapped and right. and once you and and you know with a big combine or a big sprayer, they they want somebody in there just to, as a preventive in case there's something else happens. But they got computers, laptops. They're doing on their cell phones. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. So they're, they're not really operating the equipment. They're just there for yeah you know, for preventative have it you know prevent it from having a major accident. Um, I just think it's amazing because all the home stuff you got to put a line in the ground, you got to right. put borders, but none of this, no. right? So like you can train this thing to do oh, really a cleanup lap, oh, for yeah. instance. Oh, absolutely. And then do straight lines right. or yeah, yeah, twelve there's, to six, three to nine, or there, there's no lines, no signals, no no. I mean, I, you truly map it off of a satellite, huh. and um, and it's out there running on its own. So we're talking not and, only you know our GPS sprayer is the same concept. Correct. Yeah, and that's been years now. That's been it, yeah. On, on the ag side, you know, they, they've had it for years. For golf, um, th- you know, we're th- this is our first year, well, second year of really being able to sell it like that, uh, you know, retail it. <laughs> but but it but it but it's true GPS mapping. So let's say we watch courses evolve over time. Mm-hmm. Fairways come in, mm-hmm. greens come in, edges go mm-hmm. out. In theory. If you had an autonomous fairway mower and you put it on a line of a fairway, mm-hmm. your fairway line should never change, correct? That's, that's right. And once yeah. you get to greens, yep. I mean, all those lazy corners and all that kind of stuff, not to say that humans make mistakes, but... It won't exist. And this thing of uh, greens getting smaller? Yeah. It, 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 it can. You know, it, it, it won't. Now, one thing you have to do with GPS mapping is probably, according to your signal strength and all that, you may have to map once a year. Okay. You know, but but if you if you map it right, yeah, no, you won't have lines changing. Isn't and, that amazing? And, and they will be straight lines, and they will, you know, it it it'll be the right area. So yeah, that's so so GPS technology is coming, but there's a lot. Uh, you know, we've got a new triplex that that uh, we'll be selling next year that we've actually are running now and demonstrating that has got some great technology on it. Uh, just. Uh, you know, technology where you can uh, um, you can set the frequency of clip on a triplex from the seat uh. mm-hmm. with with the with the with the tech control that Man. John Deere has developed. Uh, I've got a little plot. It's about fifteen thousand square feet. It's a nice C shape. Um, it's just outside of Greenville. Mm-hmm. If you guys need to test anything. <laughs> Oh. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you end up offering your site for test. Oh, well, for, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh, yeah. I hear yeah. you. We can check I, different heights on that oh, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I hear no you. Problem. I hear you. Yep, yeah. yep. So, but um, you know that and the autonomous uh, moors and uh, you know it, we're doing. Uh, we got quite a bit of new stuff coming in the next two to three years with John Deere. That's well, exciting. Looking forward to. Yeah, it is very exciting, and it. You know, I. I think what we're going to see happen inside the golf industry from an equipment standpoint over the next five to ten years is going to change the business. It'll change the industry. I mean, I mean, we're having so much trouble getting good labor. Oh, without, I mean, we've got to do something. Yeah. And and you know, if we can, if we can, if we can help solve the labor issue plus be more efficient, more productive. Yeah. It's good for everybody. It's great for everybody, right? So I, I see that coming. Do you nice. have, do you have a favorite customer story from over the years you'd like to share? 
This is public. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. No Steve Agassi overseas yeah. stories. Uh, oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. Sorry, Steve, if you're listening. <laughs> you, you, as far as favorite from the standpoint of something that, that I'm, I'm proud that we're able to do. Yeah. Um, I think probably I, my, my most favorite story from that standpoint would be the fire at Barefoot. Ah, uh, okay. At the beach? At the beach. Yeah. Barefoot Resorts. Everything's at a one barn, right? Yeah, yeah. Every, four courses. For, for the, well, the for three, three, the three, not the resort. The three's at one barn. Uh, John, uh, it was on a like a Thursday afternoon, I believe. I can't remember if it was Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, they had locked the gate, and everybody gone home. And of course, John lives there. On, on I the didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, and. Uh, and I think he had gone home or was heading home, and he saw the smoke. And he goes dry, running back over, and the gate's locked. Huh. <laughs> he, I think he has to climb the gate to get in. Doesn't even have a key to his own place. I love well, these stories. You know. <laughs> but anyway. What are you going to do? Exactly. But, stand there and watch? Yeah, that's right. He could, you know, John, he wasn't going to do that. So, um, uh, you yeah. know, but he couldn't do anything. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, you know the buildings there. You know, yeah. you know, Sammy loves using this old wood and old right. tin and stuff. Right. And that's what he'd done with his with his uh, buildings there. House of Blues. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's what it was. And, and, and that's what he'd huh. done with his buildings there. And so, luckily, it was it was just w- one building that burned to the ground. But man, that was the hottest fire because huh. it's just like lighter wood, you know. Right. And it it melted every piece of equipment in there. Melted it. I've never seen equipment burn that bad it was it melted it and so um we got the call that night that there'd been a fire so next morning uh larry came in and he and i and uh court and greg womble we all got together and said okay what can we get together the quickest and get it down there the quickest and we worked on it that day and and we talked to John, Rankin had talked to John, and we we knew what the central things were that he needed. And uh, we left here with all of our trucks, plus I think Larry pulled a trailer down, and um, and both of our trucks with trailers, and then we, and but we had him equipment on the second day after the fire. Wow, pulled in there. Uh, so the coals are still hot. Oh, it, it, I mean, they, you know, I mean, we, it didn't matter that we didn't know exactly what was going to happen insurance wise or any of that. Right. We the right just thing. Knew, well, yeah, exactly. You got to do the right thing. And, you, and, uh, you know, they were a great customer for us. And, uh, so we, we put everything we could together and we got it to him and, uh, and he was mowing grass by that afternoon. That's awesome. It's yeah. all about the people. Yeah. yeah that's how that's we started right. it. Yeah. Yep. I wish I'd have known that. We could have told that story when you won the Distinguished Service Award. Mm, So, but I would say that um, from a Carolina's perspective, we appreciate you. Well, thank you, Turner, Mm -hmm. the man. Um, As an association, we appreciate the partnership and the brand. Um, Man to man, though, I will tell you, I appreciate you because I was the unknown, unreputable entity coming up to Lake Erie eleven years ago, (laughs) and. you know, you, you put your arm around me, welcome me in, and we've had nothing but candid open meetings going forward, and I hope that we can do our part to continue to 
carry your brand the way you want it carried, mm-hmm. especially in the areas that we control here in the Carolinas. So, um, go team and many thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, probably well the biggest honor in my career has been the the DSA award by the Carolina superintendents. So that uh, that meant a lot to me personally. Uh, but the whole relationship that we've had with the Carolinas uh, Superintendent Association has uh, been very important. It's one that, uh, you know, maybe, or it's one that I definitely cherish and guard and make sure that we do our part and, and that we are uh, as good a member as we can be, uh, you know, to the association and to the industry. And I'm just, I'm very proud. I brag on our conference and show everywhere I go. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, I mean, and everywhere I go, people say, yeah, I hear that's the, that's the best one that's out there other than the GIS. Well, I don't think they catch the subtle part of the one word that you used in describing that. He said it's our show. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You it know, is. he takes as much ownership in it as we do. And I remember a couple of years ago having to come to you and to Steve mm-hmm. and to Al mm-hmm. and use a retail analogy about what happens if the anchors leave a mall. Mm-hmm. You know, in these little towns around America, when the anchor pulls out, everybody goes out of business. Yeah. Right. And right. we've got three big anchors here in the Carolinas, mm-hmm. and we'll do whatever we can to make sure that our mall is always shoppable. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they've been there even through the tough times that I've witnessed in the mm-hmm. 2007, 8, 9 times when everybody was struggling and, and nobody's support waned. So, yeah. At the show, y'all have a great setup at, mm-hmm. at the Carolina sure. show. Mm-hmm. Is that your stuff, like the big brown circular thing, or is that well, national? It, yeah, John Deere supplies some of it. Right. You okay. know, the, the, the round John Deere sign, they, they supply in, uh, in, some of, in a few other things, and then right. the rest of it we do ourselves. Okay. That's, yep. that's an impressive setup. Yeah, well, thank you. Yep. It's, uh, Again, I've always took a lot of pride in uh, making sure that we we showed well. Yeah, you, know? you do. Well, and yeah. they set that up. It's yeah. not like John Deere says, no. oh, here's your footprint, here's where this goes. No. I mean, they've got to visualize that whole right. space. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. It's pretty yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, we've been doing that every year. That's, uh, and and it's, it's been a great thing. I remember, <clears throat> I remember one of the first shows we did down at Myrtle Beach way before your time. I don't know old, where you're going. At the old Myrtle Beach Hilton. Is this the water running down the back of your neck story? <laughs> well, no. No, this is the one where this was early on. In fact, I believe it was the very first show at the Hilton. So that would have been like 80, maybe 84, 5. We're talking pre-Borman, pre-Krieger. Hey? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. This was back when Doc Landon, Doc Landon yep, it was, uh, was, was leading this thing. It was the executive director. And, uh, you know, we were new in the industry. And, uh, in fact, I'm... I think John Deere, I'm not, I, I think this may have even been the year before John Deere announced. And so anyway, we, we were, we were put in the very back of that building. Have you ever been in that basement at Hilton? You've told me about it, but I've never yeah. been. <laughs> so the, the, the front part of the basement was like 12, 14 feet. <laughs> when you got to the back, it was like eight feet. <laughs> and so we were back there at the back of that, Back of that uh, space, and uh, we had our little booth. And uh, but you know, I'm you know I'm about six one. My brother Chris is about six two or three. You know, uh, we were and we were in an eight foot ceiling. 
I can't imagine you and Anthony back in there. Oh, We'd have yeah, to have yeah, ceiling tiles messed yeah, around with. Yeah, that was for Anthony. Anthony would have had a hard time getting back there. That's yeah. But, but like, you, you know, it's through this right, window or this yeah. door cell. Yeah, but it's, it's, you know, the show has come so, the conference and show has come so far since yeah. those days, you know. I bet. It, it really has. It's, uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm proud of it and I'm, I'm proud of, you know, the fact that the, the golf course superintendent still supported it the way they do. Yeah. Because it wouldn't, you know, we would not be able to be there if the superintendents are not there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And I say it every year. We yeah. need you to say it too. Yeah. On stage. That's in right. In front of everybody. Yeah. As long as you keep supporting it, we'll keep doing it. That's, that's right. Awesome. Yeah. And, that, and that's what's got to happen. Superintendents got to support it. If they do, then then we'll be able to keep it going. I think as long as we keep up the current education slate and the mm. the networking opportunities, as you alluded to in the very beginning, mm. it's yeah. it goes back to that people talking to people. That's right. And the importance of the face to face contact, mm. even with the internet and webinars and things of that nature, you can't share that knowledge without having those relationships, mm-hmm. that comfortability. You got to know the people to pick up the phone to call them for help. Yeah. And and um, you know there's there's a lot to be said for a handshake and a catch up. Oh yeah, you know. Without I mean, question. Exactly. There's a lot to be said for that, and I hope we never forget that. Well, let's keep telling them every time. Let's yeah. carry the message. Yeah, that's that's right. our torch. So yeah, I mean it, it is it, it is important. I think for the industry and and especially for our association. Well, I will tell you, it's um, it's been an, an honor to get to know you, the brand. And um and to watch and share with some of those um personally rewarding moments for you for everything you've done for the industry and to be a part of that um means a lot. Well, so thank I thank you. you for everything. Yeah, well I appreciate it. And it's it uh, it means a lot to me. You know it's it's uh, you know it's what I've done now for uh, thirty five years. You know. Well, I could do years. the math, yeah. and I could, I could, I could name a few islands you could have purchased without the support <laughs> of our Carolina. So, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's been rewarding, and it's been a lot of fun. You got any um, agronomically challenging terms for Alan, like <laughs> glyphosate, acelaprin, anything along those lines from a tractor perspective to throw him off? You give me a quick quiz here. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 that'd be great. I oh, know. I have one last question. Okay. Uh, in my spare time, I have played that farming simulator game, oh, and yeah. I always, I always get John Deere. Uh-huh. But you can, you can buy your, you can go small tractor, medium tractor, mm-hmm. combine, so you mm-hmm. know harvesters. Mm-hmm. So on the tractors, you have the option of going to four wheels on the back. Is mm-hmm. that, do you, is that something y'all do over there? Can oh you? sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you're talking about dual wheels on the back, correct? Oh yeah, correct. Yeah, and and most of our big tractors, especially uh, tillage tractors, mm-hmm. and uh, tractors that you're going to use in in wet conditions we, and uh most all of them have dual wheels on the back and you got some front weights i can put on the front oh absolutely I'm, I'm, yeah absolutely you gotta gotta wait it. you gotta <laughs> wait it right especially with four-wheel drive tractors now right. yeah that that balance of the weight's real important yeah. uh to making the tractor perform like it should gotcha yep that was kind of serious stuff I've been wondering about that four wheel. Like, what are the options? You just upgrade the dually. Oh, yeah. You see them on the road. You want to watch? Yeah, got a tractor with a dually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Well, Well, take yeah. From a flotation standpoint, that that's uh, very important for farmers. Do you know what he means when he says flotation? Well, we've talked. He talked about that earlier. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing on how something smooth, something stays on the surface. (laughs) Right. Yeah. In other words, if you don't have enough rubber on the ground, yeah, and, and you're in wet or soft conditions. 
then then you tend to sink, okay. make ruts in the ground. Gotcha. So that's that. You know, and same thing on golf courses. If your tires aren't wide aren't wide enough and good flotation, yeah. then you gotcha. start sinking into the turf and leaving tracks. All right, is that your field right here? That's, no, that's not okay. ours. Yep, it's neighbors. He's been there forever. So you got some beans going. They look yeah, pretty good. Yeah, beans. Oh, yeah. God, look very they, good. They Say, look. we could run across the street and grab a harvester and come yeah. and take care of that field. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just telling you. <laughs> yeah. Ain't quite if ready right farmer now. farmer would allow it, yeah, yeah. Turner would say, uh, <laughs> get him an old one. <laughs> Don't bring out the new ones. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you'd be amazed. Really, um, it is amazing to get in a combine today oh. and run. Oh, it's truly it's comfortable. amazing. Right. Not only is it comfortable. It's just amazing to sit there and watch that thing work, how smooth it is, how quiet it is, how big it is. Yeah. Oh, it just is it's pretty amazing. That's why it's like driving a house around. They got, yeah. the, they got the big arms that swing off and dump it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the technology today. Right. They unload the bin and never stop harvesting. Right. Somebody's driving along. Oh, yeah. And- Exactly. I need that job. Yeah. No, you don't. You're doing just fine. No, you don't. Did you not hear him the way he spoke about the tobacco harvesting until he was 21? Like there was a distinct line there. Right. We're done. Right. We're done. We're going in the galaxy and we're going inside. Right. We're going to work on sales. We have taken up a lot of your time this morning, way more than we thought we would. I'm sorry for that. No, no, no. But I do appreciate you. you making yeah, time. Yeah, no. I'm very happy to do it. Thank you for coming. Yes. We, Anything uh, else you want to tell the world out there, listeners? We've got folks in Australia, England, uh, Russia. Russia. <laughs> we don't know if those aren't just the bots working on the election stuff, <laughs> though. <go>. So <laughs> that might be. Um, but if you got anything that you want to tell anybody about John Deere or Rebels, mm-hmm. or well, I, you know, I, uh, not nothing special. I mean, you know, it, it's um, we're a family company um, that. Uh, we we just believe in treating people right, doing the right thing, and uh, you know core values that we've established years ago. You know, golden rule: treat people like you want to be treated. Yep. Deal with integrity and uh, be a good steward. It That's all fits awesome. with us and this industry. Well, for those of you who didn't get to walk through the halls of this business on a Monday morning at nine a.m. like I did. <laughs> It's amazing to see the amount of smiles yeah, true. in a working place yep. on a Monday morning. Yep. And, you know, they, they can't fake it because half of them don't know me. So mm. <laughs> it, it, it ain't like they're smiling because I'm walking through. So um, I'll tell you, I think you guys are on to something. You're doing a great job here, and we appreciate you a lot. Well, thank you. We appreciate appreciate the relationship. Thank well, you, Mr. Revel. Thank you. Yes, sir. Greenville Turf and Tractor, established in 1985, is proud to serve one of the world's finest golf properties and superintendents in the country. It has been our mission to establish true partnerships that last forever and far exceed the traditional sales and service mentality. We are thankful for the opportunity and excited about the future. Thank you from all of us at Greenville Turf and Tractor for your business and, more importantly, your friendship. What a great interview. Thank you, Mr. Revels, for taking the time to entertain Tim and I. And for not allowing Alan to get on the harvester across the street and come knock out this soybean field like he talked about. Well, I'm still going to go across there and see if there's a, a uh, demo unit I can drive. I've right. never driven a tractor or a triplex or anything. You've never driven any of that? Driven a stock car twice, but never. You got me there. So maybe we need to do an 
Yeah. On off good. course episode, like off the course, like you and me on some equipment. That would be good. I'd like to walk Moa Green. Maybe not 18 of them, but a couple of them. <laughs> it all sounds good till the third pass on the first green, and you think, all right, dang, 27 more passes on this hole and 17 more to go. Yeah. Get, get me on a top dresser, slinging some sand. I've got some top dresser experience. I've certainly got a bucket list of items of things I'd like to do. Can we maybe Smithfields need somebody I can run down there and help Chuck one day? Based on the ability of the help I offer to Smithfields, maybe we should choose another course. Okay. Poor Chuck's got enough of my turf spots already over there. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> we could find a local facility, though, for sure. I'm actually just going to wait and get some of those autonomous mowers and work that way that Mr. Rebel's talking about. I would hope that you're not the observer out there when there's an autonomous mower working in the fairway out. I think I should be the mapper. That would be <laughs> the look Tim just gave me. Like it would. Uh, the old mapper. Yeah. Alan the mapper. Somebody's got to do it. Might as well be you, Al. Thanks for coming in today. <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening. Alan the mapper. Tim the flapper. We're out. Thank you for listening to Pullin' Weeds Off Course. To join the Carolinas GCSA and become a member, visit carolinasgcsa.org or call 1-800-476-4272. Follow us on Twitter at Pullin' underscore Weeds and on Facebook at Pullin' Weeds Podcast.